beginning transmission 116. We three. File under Animal Farm. This week's episode of the Funny Books and Firewater Podcast. Ignore her. All while trying to not sound like complete morons in the process. You can find these idiots on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. You know something? No, what? You read too many comic books. <laughs> we now join Brian. So you show me your sample screen before he goes mad. If you do that, I need to know because I want IMDb code for that. Even though it's my theater. Uh, no, it'd be an IABDB, an Internet Broadway Database. It'd be in what? IB? Uh, IBDB, Internet Broadway Database. Oh. There, there's a there's an IMDB, oh, really? but for Broadway. Yeah, that's oh, Internet yeah. Broadway Database. Yeah. Okay, but I, want only- I, want, I want credit as siren number four. <laughs> uh, maybe. Uh, hey, and welcome to the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. I'm not going to pretend to remember. I know what episode it is. Uh, but uh, we are 42. starting our month. 42. That works. Uh, we're starting our month of, uh, we're calling Animal Farm. It's all animal-themed books all the time, kids. Uh, cute, fluffy animals that in no way are going to kill, maim, or destroy you like this week's book. Or uh, die. Oh, yeah, sure. They, yeah. You don't die. Or, or break your heart. Or break your yes. heart. There's that, too. A single tear down my left but, eye. But, but yes. we're, di- we're diving into spoilers. We are diving into spoilers way too early, so uh, ignore us. Ignore us. Ignore, uh, ignore her. She drinks. Ignore her. <laughs> I don't have the drop on here anymore. I, I replaced it more with the uh, important things of like, you know, the line cat and uh, oh naughty, naughty. And of course, my most favorite one right now. Manny Bothand is pure genius. <laughs> I love oh, it. Oh, I thought so you were going to. I thought you were going to do the other one. You've been playing all I day. I got it. Thazerac! <laughs> that's my ringtone. Uh, yeah, I'm going to make my text message ringtone that Sazerac cue, though. I think that's what that's going to be. Yes. You really need a fuck off. <laughs> Is that so I can be with you always? Of course, and in my pocket. <laughs> rawr. Uh, so, Hi, everyone. Uh, Hi, everyone. Hey. Always in my pocket, we have Mr. Maya. Hey, I'm Mr. Maya. If you uh, want to yell at me about comic books, you can do so on Twitter at Mr. Maya or Instagram at the Mr. Maya. I will yell back. It'll be fun. Quicksilver is better than the Flash. But when you clap back, eh, we'll see. Depends on on if I'm feeling lazy. 
Okay, always willing to clap back and never feeling lazy. We have Mr. Adam. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Adam from Big Chain Robot. I am a reviews editor over there. I also do the uh, Board as Hell podcast with Andy Wilson. Hi, Hi Andy. Andy. And next month is Andy Wilson month. So I'm hey. Andy Wilson month for August, which is amazing. Uh, and then, of course, we have the Cinema Queens podcast with my good friend Chris. Hey, Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. Uh, and yeah, of course, Funny Books and Firewater here. And Hi, Funny Books and Firewater. Hi. Hey, I know you. It's like you guys are in the same room together. It's amazing. Ah, yes. We might be in the same room. Uh, and then when we're done with this episode, we're going to go enjoy us some lovely sweet pork tacos. Yes. Oh, that sounds really good. I love getting porked in the mouth by Adam. <laughs> <laughs> so there's at least three other people in this house who feel the same way. And two of them are staring at me right now. Nodding their heads with a big grin on their face. Yes. I love being Paul Amber's and Queer. Anyways, yes. It's hey, good for I you. love getting sweet porked in the mouth by Adam. Uh, Don't specify. Yeah, with the tomatillo ranch dressing. <laughs> yes. Wow. Uh, about Christ. to get porked in the mouth by <laughs> Adam, we <laughs> have Mr. <laughs> Todd. Hey, it's my turn next. <laughs> It's a me, a Todd. You know, whenever I head over here on occasion, my lovely wife goes, don't suck a dick. Well, unless you want to. She's <laughs> <laughs> open the idea. So, right, she's like, don't suck a dick, unless you want to. So, you know, my wife's amazing. I love you, dear. I don't know why you put up with me. Hey, Amy. So, this is Todd. I'm here on the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. I occasionally do the English class hooligans with the other co-host here. That's leading the place and my better half, Amy, indeed. So, love you, babe. And just chilling here with uh, Ground Zero, with a live Zero. studio audience. We do. As we're all waiting to be... Can, can the live studio audience cheer for us so we know they're there? Cheer for us, guys. Cheer! cheer. Hey! <laughs> Come on! So, the live studio audience. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> totally misread a marquee on a place in Bountiful. There's Pace's Dairy and, and I thought it said footlong tacos. <laughs> and I looked at that and I'm like, I am Tell so intrigued. I want to know where I need to. And then I looked closer and it said footlongs tacos. And I'm like, god damn it, they're separate things. I really wanted to order a that's, footlong taco. That's disappointing. Adam, and when I'm you like, start your I'm, own hamburger Mary's chain, you're going to have to have footlong tacos there. Footlong tacos? I'm like, what does the tortilla even I look like? The gays would enjoy footlong hot dogs better. Fucklong tacos? Fucklong tacos? The, I'm like, could you get like a footlong chimichanga the, the that's deep fried? tacos. With the tuna fish inside? Gross. <laughs> it's because you're gay. Y'all, man, uh, Jesus. Y'all motherfuckers <laughs> in Jesus. Todd, when you're in LA with me, yes, uh, when I'm in LA next, uh, when when we go to the uh, the soccer game, when we leave the soccer game, this is my tradition. You're going to enjoy this with me. We're yes. going to have the uh, LA delicacy of street hot dogs, where they take hot dogs and they wrap them in bacon. Yes. And then they add like peppers and uh-huh. like I mean normal accoutrement, but it's the bacon wrapped hot dogs, uh, which is a an LA delicacy apparently. It's, that sounds like, amazing. This, so this really day, I bought your ticket by the way. We're having Sports Day. Sports oh, okay. Day. We like Sports, sports Day, day. Yeah, because knows. we're going to the Angels game at one p.m. Ooh, fancy. Yeah. And then we're going to be slightly leaving the Angels game a little bit early, so yep. we can go see LAFC versus the Galaxy that night. Yeah. Yeah, so in-town in rivalry, it's going to be and fun. See, I'm actually more interested in going to the LA Galaxy game because I love 
European football? Yeah, I, I, football. Well, it's not European football. So actually, I'm going to go watch RSL yeah. beat LAFC because they win on the road, but they lose at yeah. home this year. And uh, the following month, I'm going to go see the LA Galaxy versus LAFA, LAFC, right? So wait, so is, is uh, wait. It's no, RSL LAFC in July on Sports Day. No, you got that backwards. I do. You it's got that the backwards. Galaxy and LAFC it's the, on it's Sports Day. It's the Galaxy Day. game first on Sports Day, and then it's going to be, uh, you're going to come back out for the RSL game. So I'm going to, I'll come in my mouth on the sports on the 26th. He's coming yeah. out. Yes. He wants the world to know. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And then I'll be flying out again to go see that because yeah. that's how we roll, dude. That's, that's a lot of sports talk for a podcast about drinking and comic books, but uh, that's how it goes. Steve and I, my brother, Steve and I are discussing buying RSL season tickets. It's fun, man. I recommend it. It's, it's really good. Fun. I never thought I would have been in this place a decade ago. <laughs> I know, right? Right? So, <laughs> so, sports, go sports! I feel so much like JD from Scrubs. Yep. So my favorite quote line from JD from Scrubs, uh, which Adam will appreciate, is uh, he's talking about his unborn child. He goes, "I just want what every father wants to a child: a lifelong love affair with mu- American musical theater." Yeah. <laughs> Eagle. Yeah, <laughs> sports ball. I, which time is actually? I do like sports. So. Sure. I like soccer and football. So, but. but- Sports is you drink a lot and you watch them and you go, you know, I could do that if I wanted to while you're just fucking lying through your teeth. So that's what I like to do. Fucking lions through your teeth. I know it's quite the way to floss. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, I'm Brian. I got no hey, Brian. Hey, girl. <laughs> I know you. I know me too. Um, uh, I'm a sound designer based in Southern California. I will be in Utah for uh, when this episode comes out as well, actually. Um, Utah. So I'll be I'll be out of the closet, which which means hopefully uh, the next couple episodes that come out will hopefully be live recorded with us all in the same room, uh, depending on how many of those we get knocked out while yes. I'm in town. So it'll be fun. So uh, my question: When will it stop being called coming out of the closet and like coming out of the boudoir? At some oh, point, in time, should be. It should yeah. totally because the closet is a thing is something you are hiding versus just and a if, pronouncement because there's like debutante. And if you're if you're a Christian, it's coming out of the wardrobe. Yes, the lion with the lion and the witch. Right? You mean lion Jesus? You mean lion Jesus? Lion Jesus. Yes. Yes. But at some point, you know, we've gone somewhere when it's no longer coming out of the closet; it's coming out of the boudoir, and you just kind of everyone needs to make the pronouncement of, you know what. This is where I'm at. Honestly, so my, uh, again, we're off pride, but my goal, sure. eventually, what I would like to see before I die, which we know is going to be sooner than everyone else. Because, right. Yeah. Um, I want it to be like, your parents have kids, their son comes home, is like, hey, mom, this is my girlfriend. I'm like, hey, mom, this is my boyfriend. Oh, cool. Nice to meet you. And that's it. There's no like, oh, I'm gay on this. Because, and honestly, this generation, especially with Gen Z, is much more gender fluid and also sexually fluid than it, the other ones are. So no, I think we'll get there. So. I think we're getting there too, but it's this whole thing of there. I guess the assumption of the default: don't assume until assume. Yeah, don't assume. Just just wait. It's like, what's your kid going to be? I hope the kid's healthy and happy. And what? How does that look? We'll find out. I think that uh, all children should have a quinceanera-like party when they announce what their sexual orientation is. 
But even at 15, I guess some know. Others are yeah. still trying to figure it out. How dare you call it... me mentally unstable on this today if my cat's kissing your ass? Yes! <laughs> I love that. Yes! <laughs> but also having enough discussion, because as you watch it, it's interesting. I don't know. This is a straight, cis, white dude talking, so I really have no place to say anything. As I yes, continue. but you at least are aware enough to know that you're a cis. I didn't know that until a couple years ago. I learned the same time as you, but I'll embrace I it. Know. So a lot of people seem they're searching before they settle down, but I think a lot of it is terminology and recognizing different things mean different things. And if you didn't know where to wear, people's like, oh, maybe I am this. He's like, you know, that's not quite right. And the more they learn is maybe I'm pansexual or maybe I am, you know, I am just straight as the day is born. Or you know what? I would not kick out. Oh, Jamie Lannister. I would not kick that man out. He's a good looking man. I met him in real life and he is even better looking in real life. Dude, I even watched that new Amsterdam TV show. Sorry, I thought hey, he looked pretty good. Hey, no, I'm sorry. Use his real name. It's Sisterfucker. <laughs> it's like Coster, Waldo, I don't know. It's Sisterfucker. It would, it would hurt to be fisted by you. It would That's be hurt name. to be fisted by him. Yes. But that is a good looking dude. I mean, he might even be higher on my list than Brad Pitt. I think the top of my list is still Ryan Reynolds. You know, as, as much of a mouth he has, I bet he's super generous. I bet he uses it really well. Like yeah. a generous lover. I bet he's really generous. Yeah. Like, he would like look you in the eyes during. Sure. And he would cuddle. I just really want to cuddle with him after. Exactly. Like, I'm a cuddle monster. I'm, I'm a huge cuddle. Well, yeah. He would slut, totally be for that. But also, I'm a cuddle monster too. So. Con- yeah. You know, a combination of him and Jay Tran, just seeker from Broken Linster. You know, the guy who goes, "Who wants a mustache ride?" Who wants oh, mustache that guy. Ride? Okay. Yeah, that guy. I mean, dude. Yeah. If I were. And Chris queer, Evans right now has a mustache, so I do want a mustache ride. Sure. <laughs> Anyways, comic books. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. Guy done talking. We, we've been I drinking think. a little, a lot. I love a you, little, babe. A lot. <laughs> Dad, she got to come pick you up. You. Oh, he doesn't listen to this. No, oh, yeah, he still isn't aware. Yeah, he's to stay that way. Uh, okay, so uh, this week we are doing We Three. We're beginning our uh, month of animal books, which was appropriate because my cat just climbed on my fucking desk, is now staring at me, asking why I'm talking to myself. Yes. Uh, but uh, yeah. Anyway, so uh, this is We Three. This is a book that uh, Todd I think recommended to me many many moons ago, um, and I definitely recommended it to quite a few people as well. Uh, short little book, only three issues. So. Uh, it will get lost in your bookshelf like it did me where I was trying to find where I'd put it because I'm like, oh, I, I had to look, look it up and make sure I actually owned it. I didn't borrow it. Um, but yeah, as a little bit of a heads up, you have, uh, it starts out with, uh, it's a story of three animals that are sort of based in a team. It's a rabbit, a cat, and a dog that have been equipped with biometric suits and are uh, given like sort of a training for uh, government uh, assassin work and whatnot. And, so uh, you have cyborg animals. Cyborg animals. That's where we start. It's and, like the Robocop of animals. Yeah. Yes. Trio. It is. It is. Robocop of animals. But the thing is, this thing is so short, if I go any further, we're getting into spoiler territory. So that's what you get before uh, we go Robo into... Robocop animals, yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so we will start out like we do most weeks when Adam asks for it. We're going to start out with uh, votes as to whether or not you should read this book, spend your dear hard-earned time, money, all that sort of stuff. So I've been asked by the judge to be the foreman. Book for Pedro. And I want y'all to know that we's gonna run a fair jury and a clean jury. It's time for a vote. Because we love you. And we don't want to waste your money. We will now vote on whether this week's book is fit for human consumption by you. Our dear listener. Along with each vote. 
Our panel will also provide one piece of evidence to support their vote. Vote for Pedro. Do you expect me to talk? Vote for Pedro. Now who is the bond? I expect you to die. There is nothing you can talk to me about that I don't already know. Uh, Mr. Adam, what is your vote? Yes, although it bothered me a lot. Hey, but your favorite author of our time wrote it, Mr. Grant Morrison. That's what bothered him. It bothered him that it was so good. I'm guessing your grade or your vote, what is it, Todd? Oh, it's a yes. Uh, Mr. Maya? Absolutely, it's a yes. Yeah. And uh, for me, it's also a yes. I've definitely recommended this to quite a few people. I remember when the first time I read it, I was doing a cheerleading competition of all fun things. Uh, and I kept handing it to other people running different shows to have them read it while they were like, so imagine the peppiness of cheerleading followed by this book. Uh, it has quite an impact. Uh, so Dude, I mailed this to you for your fucking birthday, this book. Did you really? Okay. Uh, I did. That's how uh, you got it. That's right. Okay. See, so that's, that's. Like I said, Todd was trying to get me to read it for a long time. I was. Well, so then, let's go into our drinking games. And now for sports. Listen up, sports fans. Prepare yourself and your liver for this week's drinking game. Remember, it's only a game, and if not one at that. So don't take it too seriously. And above all else, please drink responsibly. Mr. Maya, what is your drinking game role? Yeah, my dream, or dream, my dream, dream. game. And see, I'm, what is your I'm, dream, I'm, I'm the one that hasn't He's been sober. drinking. He's sober. I'm sober. He's not one. He's a dead sober. My drinking game is called Good Boys and Girls. Basically, anytime the animals say, ask if they're good or say they're good, and they spell it G-U-D, take a drink. Fuck uh, you. No. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is almost as evil, so I'll go with my next. Mine's called The Magic Number. This is a Schoolhouse Rock reference for y'all. Uh, anytime the number three appears, take a drink. Oh, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Take yours, or is that just evil? No, 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 it's evil. Yeah. Uh, well, then, what is yours, Mr. Adam? Uh, so, mine is uh, strong but silent. So, every single time there's a page with no dialogue on it, take a drink. That's almost as bad as mine. It is. <laughs> Especially for the like first the half, first of, half the, of the book, yeah. The first half of the first yeah. issue, yeah. Uh, and Mr. Todd? So, when you want to cry like a little bitch when stuff happens at the end, you just need to drink the bottle. Drink till we can't feel feelings anymore. Yes, drink all the feels. Outside of what I, I mean, okay, so now you know that you're probably going to cry at the end. Yep. Uh, so we've warned you about that. Uh-huh. Uh, we've warned you that it's about cyborg animals. Yep. Um, it has a bit of a homeward bound kind of vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I can tell you much more without spoiling it. So, so let's take that break and come back and Let's talk take about that it. break, girlfriend. Okay, then that's what we're going to do. So we'll take a little break. This is the drill. We'll come back. We're going to do a brief discussion of what the plot of this book is because really it's it's you know freaking fast and then we're going to discuss it uh, and spoil it so if you don't want to be spoiled uh you know pause and read the book if you don't care about spoilers uh plow on through and we'll uh we'll spoil it for you so uh that's you've been warned um anyway uh we will see you on the flip side yeah queen yes yeah it'll be like kimchi cool. with crusty so, burger special sauce so, so fair, warning, <laughs> uh, fair warning sierra we're going to be spoiling it as you're reading it if you have yet to read this week's book and would like to read it now, press pause. Go ahead. We'll wait. Hello out there in podcast land. Funny Books and Firewater is now part of the Hello Sweetie Podcast Network. It's like a collective of groovy podcasts like Funny Books. 
Here's another swell podcast you may also want to check out. What are you watching? Hey, what are you reading? Tell me, what are you loving this week? What are you putting in your ears? Welcome to The Box. I'm Charity. I'm Crystal. I'm Rebecca. On The Box, we talk about all the media we love, old and new. Here are hottest takes on the classic movies, new TV shows, our favorite podcasts, and what we downloaded this week. Subscribe on iTunes at HSPN The Box or wherever you get your podcasts to hear us every week. And don't forget, too much TV will rock. Your brain. A proud member of the Hello Sweetie Podcast Network. Uh, and welcome back. Uh, so, Mr. Adam, would you like to just give us a ever so brief 30 second summary or so? Definitely, yeah. Of, so, uh, what this uh, tells the story of there are these. The government has this thing in place to make sure that uh, animals will be fighting wars going forward, not humans. So, they've taken a dog, a cat, and a rabbit, and the cat's the most evil one of them, and put them into these like little mech suits that have like Grenades and rocket launchers and machine guns. The cat's one shoots like razor blades. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And sends them out to go take out like drug lords and do stuff. Well, the government comes in and says, "Oh, because like the the, they found the animals can talk. They're like, "Uh, it's kind of fucking weird. We don't like this. Uh, We're going to shut you down and go ahead and kill the animals." Well, the doctor in charge of it, she actually cares about the pets, so she lets them go into the wild, releases them. The government's pissed, sends the army after them to get these three animals back. The animals destroy the fucking army, just, like, slaughter the fuck out of them. And then they send, like, the uh, the test animals, the test rats after them. They slaughter them. Uh, so finally they send, because uh, it's we three, so they send number four, which is, is it a bulldog? It'll, yeah. It's like a Rottweiler or a bulldog yeah, or something It's a bigger like dog that, to yeah. go after them. That's, like, their Pitbull. next pitbull, their next step in... Yeah. Mastiff, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It's a big dog. They send it after him. Uh, the rabbit dies. In the long run, they uh, the, the animals trick the authorities. They blow them up. And then it all ends with the animals finding a home, finally. The cat and the dog. Uh, they get out, with of the a homeless, out of the mechs. And they find a home with a homeless dude. Who takes very good care of him. And then one of the former doctors ends up feeling guilty and giving him like a couple hundred dollars to take care yes, of the animals. Because he, walk, he uh, walks by and realizes, oh, these are these, these are, are those ones, animals. Those animals, yeah. But they're out of yeah. the mech suits and they're still really smart, but they're back to being who they are. So uh, That's yeah. the story. And that's, honestly, that, that's about as basic as the story is. I mean, it's, yeah. this is really good. Like, I, I love this a lot. At the same time, I'm a huge animal lover and I felt horrible enjoying it because I really liked these characters. Like these poor animals, like the whole dog spends the half of the book trying to figure out if he's a good dog or not. I'm like, yes, you're a good dog, mm-hmm. stop it. But I mean, that's kind of the point of the book too. Yeah. No, I know, yeah. but it's like, I felt bad about it. He also felt bad yeah, no. he liked the Grant Morrison book. Yes, that's true. <laughs> so a video titled, I will never leave my dog home alone again. And what they had done is attached a GoPro to a collar of the dog. Speaking of dogs. Hey, hi. Hi, Wife Loof. No, that was Badger. Oh, it was Badger. It was Badger. So, and what it did is they put the GoPro on the dog's collar, and he went out, and it saw the dog run between the front door and another room where he could look out the bay window, and it proceeded to just run between the two, waiting (laughs) for the master return for like three hours. He must have run 50 trips back and forth. So when the owner reviewed this footage, they were like, oh. I am never going to leave my animal alone again because all the dog was waiting for was the master to come back and be petted. It was like, I'm a good dog. I'm here for you, boy. And that's all he wants. And as you're reading this book, as you've got these three animals and you've got, am I a good dog? Am I doing right here? And it really is the, it's not the personification of this is a dog acting as a human. Nope. Dog's still a dog. Dog's a dog. The cat's a cat. And the rabbit is fucking everything you can see. No, not really. (laughs) 
But yeah, maybe it is. I don't. You know. might be and good for the rabbit. I, I like that everything stinks to the cat. Yes, yeah. cats like everything stinks. Man stinks. This <laughs> man stinks. <laughs> right, not good enough. If he dies, I'll the eat rabbit his face. just wants food. The cat thinks everything stinks. The dog wants to be a good dog. That's how it kind of breaks yeah. down. Yeah, to real life. To real life, yes. Yeah. So this is three issues long. So it's what sixty pages, roughly. Yeah, 60. Under, yeah. Uh, probably like. 66. And honestly, like forty percent of the pages have no dialogue. It just it's just pictures. Which is, yeah. It's really well done art. Don't get me wrong, but it's yeah. like it's it's the, the first issue especially is like them just kind of setting this up and it's like all this weird shit's happening but it just breaks my heart when you have these animals talking to each other and they're like obviously they didn't want to be part of this they had no choice in the fact that they right. were these test subjects and this and that well but like and, and as you as you read the book uh like the last page of each issue is the wanted poster the wanted poster because for, they're missing pets they yeah. were taken yeah. yeah and even a little bit of yeah. it reminded me in star trek with the board you had hugh and you've got the i am hugh episode. yeah yeah and you've got this guy that's part of a collective, but finding this individual identity is you have these animals. They were never asked to be a part of this. They're finding out who am I? I just want to be this. They're all this extra enhancement. <laughs> they were not looking for. They had no intention of setting out. It's just kind of happened yeah. to them. And it's a story around of stuff happens to them and they're expected to be all these things. And it is so tragic and sad and the rabbit dies at the end and it's um you have the cat and the dog that becomes a cat and a dog with the homeless man later on but you're just reading it it is so short of dialogue it is so full of emotion oh the emotional impact is like insane frank quietly is a master in conveying a million things without saying a word it is awesome and it's um i would be kind of interested to read the script Grant Morrison even wrote out for this thing. You know what I mean? It was more like an outline. Yeah. It's like he wrote an outline, let's get this done. It was three issues and it's um it's short and sweet and it's a lot to the point. And I always find this is a good one to hand out to people. It's like, hey you should read this like I'm thinking about comics. I'm not sure what to read. Like read this. This is kind of a litmus test of what comics can be. It's like what's so like comics are for kids. And this kind of book, as it's coming out, is it's um, it's not or it's graphic, but not overly so. Um, no, I mean we it's, we read more graphic stuff, and I think it, it definitely it's it is violent. It is violent. It, it would be an R-rated movie. It's an R-rated movie, so this is not for a ten-year. I will not give this to a ten-year-old no, kid. Right. So this is. So I, I want to see this as like a short film. I do. I want. I want like a short. It could be a thirty-minute film. film, right? Yeah. By all means, but this is the limits. Is like read this. What do you think? And if they go, hey, this was great, and I'm like, this is what the medium of a comic book can be. Oh yeah, no. As it's, a really quick and interesting thing is like, if you dig this, I've got so much more to show you, and I can well, share with you. And if you don't like this at all, it, there could be other things. But yeah. at the same time, it's like, well, okay. How, how many issues was Pride of Baghdad? Pride of Baghdad was just a... It was just an original graphic novel. It was never issues. Okay, so, so it was just a graphic novel. I think it was the same length, though, wasn't it? Uh, I think Pride of Baghdad is slightly longer. It's a little bit longer. Yeah, but I, yeah. I, I get the same feeling of this book for like, as I did with that one, where it's like, you know... Well, the end of Pride of Baghdad pissed me off so bad. Sure. It, it pissed me off, but it had to happen. Yeah. Like, you know, it was it was one of those things where it's like, you don't want it to happen, but it had to. And, well, and I, I know we're talking about We Three and not Pride of Baghdad, but that's, right. that's the part of the book that was based on the true story. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. the American soldiers, you know, found this pack of lions. Then Brian K. Vaughn is like, well, I'm going to write the story about these lions. 
getting out of the zoo when we bombed Saudi Arabia. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, again, and, and you know, and, and we three is based on two story as well. So, <laughs> absolutely. So, yeah. what I would love to see is when Pixar. Oh God! Amazing oh thing. God! No! Thought you no! And, so uh, and, can, and can Michael? And can Michael do the movie? Can Michael Giacchino do the music for it too? Absolutely. Oh my God. But prior to the actual movie, <laughs> that is a recipe for mass suicide. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. Uh, we three done by Prixar is a short film before Prixar. 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 is the, that's what they would be if they did this. It's the porn parody. Yeah. Yes. So when uh, you have Coco two, when there's the after electric Coco two. Coco 2, you have We 3. Coco 2, the necrophilia episodes. Yes. Um, but yeah, so, so like, I, again, like, I go back to the fact that like, I love this. It's, it's so well done. And I've done record. I don't like Grant Morrison. I think he's he's a meh. But this was so well done. It was so well written. And yes, it, the dialogue is sparse. But when it's there, it's heartfelt. And it's it was hard to read because I'm, I mean, I'm a huge animal lover. lover and I, mm-hmm. I loved, yes, these these cat dog and rabbit were like trained to be killers but at the same time it's like i felt bad when things bad happened i felt bad they weren't even in the situation because i don't you know i do believe that animal testing needs to happen as far as if we're testing like drugs or like medicine or things Mm -hmm. that are you know relevant towards humans because i think we should test on animals over humans and we might lose some listeners or peter might get pissed tommy fuck fuck peter by the way they're assholes Um, they're they're not as good as as some people no peter's horrible look into it uh but I, i hate the whole like uh you know, testing like makeup or like shampoo products or this and that on animals that shouldn't happen. Uh, so I just, it, it, my heart went out for that. So I'm a very empathetic person. So that mm-hmm. just made me feel really sad. So I guess I love this book a lot and I loved everything about it, but I felt bad loving it because of how badly these poor creatures were treated the whole time. So you publicly dislike this author as a rule. Yes. And you like this book anyways. But also, I don't like Alan Moore, but I love Watchmen. So still. Yeah, the, this author you yeah. publicly dislike. I publicly dislike. And this one's like, but this is still. But awesome. so, so if I'm endorsing it, it means y'all gonna love this shit. Because <laughs> it's, it's my secret goal to get you to read more Grant Morrison books and secretly start to like him. <laughs> yes, Batman Incorporated. No, we for won't you, do my that friend. One. Fuck you. <laughs> I like Batman Incorporated, but again, we're I talking we three. So. <laughs> So, but yeah, so we're going back to this thing again. It's short, rabbit, dog, cat, and they're so such innocent bystanders. I, I even love the it was they almost had like their own stand by me moment on the train bridge. Yeah, oh, yeah, and it's just filled with these things. We've got an audience member flipping through it as we speak, and it's fantastic. And it's, I mean, it's just something you should experience. This book is as much as an experience as it is a story one mm-hmm. reads. And we can delineate every little bit of it, but don't. Just experience it and decide for yourself how great it is. I mean, Graham Morrison's a fucking weirdo, and I love the man. I Somewhere I have a documentary about Grant Morrison, and it's really good. If I can dig it out, we should have a viewing party one time. Yeah, totally should. He uh, wrote a book called Super Gods. I have that book. It is great. And it's um, when he did his run on Batman, he started with the assumption that every Batman story actually happened in canon. So, and he tried to write reflecting that. And talk about a bizarre guy. His, his brain is on a whole nother level. He did all the drugs. All of them. 
All of them. <laughs> there is no more drugs in the world. That's how we won the war on that drugs. That is how That's we won the war on drugs. Did. She gave all the drugs well, to Grand Morrison. Keith Richards I was gonna say is Keith smoking Richards. the excrement <laughs> out of Grant Morrison <laughs> to get high. And also, <laughs> as you know, as a generation, we do need to really, like sit back and think about what kind of world are we going to leave Keith Richards? Yeah. Because he's still alive. Because girl, you know he's gonna outlast us. For all we know, he is a lich. No, every every time a big musical star dies, he gets their quickening. It's like Highlander. I know. Yeah, he killed them. He's gonna live forever after Bowie died, man. There was a lot of power. That's there. right. So and Prince. Yes, and Prince. Yeah, that was when he was getting sick. He had to kill two off. And that's right. Jesus Whatever Christ. it takes. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it takes to keep on going. Smoking his dad's ashes wasn't enough. Uh, anyways, so Brian, what, you haven't really talked too much about this. Did we even yeah, what do you think, on? Brian? I like it. I, I, <laughs> I don't have a whole lot to add to this. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's, it is what it, you've all said. I mean, it's an experience as much as it is a book. I think this, uh, sort of like my recommendation I had last week where I discussed um, Jeff Lemire's Secret Path, there is something very cool about this book in its, its ability to show the potential of what the art form can be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's sort of like, I think, for better or for worse, I I don't necessarily want to make this connection, but I'm going to make this connection anyway. Uh, It's sort of like the film uh, Citizen Kane. Not saying that this is a Citizen (laughs) Kane of comic books, but the thing about the Citizen Kane was that arguably the story is eh, but visually it did something very unique for film and showed that film could be pushed to the next level. Books like this uh, show how far the medium can do and like how much emotion that can be packed inside of it. Um, and how much it can do. I mean, and this it's one of those books that shows that it, it can be more than just superheroes fighting, you know, villains who, you know, monologue and twirl mustaches and whatnot, you know, um, which is why I think this is really a great book to rec- like to, to give to people to, to check out. Um, it's just, it's a really powerful book. It's an easy little read, um, but has a lot of impact. I mean, it, it is the, the Pixar short of comic books. You know what I mean? Like, that's what it is. You're welcome. Yeah. So <clears throat> no, actually that that actually sums it up very perfectly. So yeah, well, okay, if that sums it up perfectly, do we want to go into cocktails? Yeah. Sure. Okay, uh, Mr. Adam, what would you like? Uh, hang on, let me pull it Mr. up again. Mr. Maya, Sorry. what would you like? Yeah, I'll go with mine. Uh, you know, I, I, I sent you the drink earlier, and I'm going to change the name of it yeah. to Good Rabbit. Okay, spelled G U D. Yeah. Okay. Um, it does it does have a, take a little bit of work. Uh, just there's some prep work. Uh, first thing you want is to you're going to make some pineapple cinnamon syrup. Uh, what you're going to do is uh, bring one cup of sugar and one cup of water to a boil and simmer until the sugar is dissolved. Then remove from remove it from heat and add one cup of fresh pineapple chunks and four cinnamon sticks and steep for 30 minutes. Mm. Uh, then you're going to remove anything solid left in it and store it in the refrigerator. Uh, and once that's cooled down, you're going to use a half ounce of that, three-fourths of an ounce of fresh lemon juice, one and a half ounce of Espadin Mezcal, mm-hmm. Ooh. And a quarter ounce of, is it Suisse Apertif? Apertif. Apertif. And a quarter ounce of yellow chartreuse. Going to add all the ingredients to a cocktail shaker with ice and shake until it's well chilled. And then strain it into a rocks glass over fresh ice and garnish garnish with a pineapple. Even with it being so cold, I bet that thing's fragrant as fuck. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Fragrant as fuck should be the name of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Be free. Fragrant as fuck. Uh, (laughs) There we go. Speaking of fragrant as fuck. So, um, 
I uh, I think I've cut a lot of these out, so I'm really excited for it. But I've done uh, I've, I've been I was I did a weight loss challenge at a, a UFC gym, and as far as I'm aware, I fucking won. Uh, so uh, yeah, you did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. What does that mean? We both have. You get like a year of I, gym membership. I get a free year at the gym when it's not necessarily a cheap gym, so I'm pretty excited about it. Like I figured out the value yes. It's probably about six hundred bucks. So I'm pretty pretty excited yes, about it. Yeah, queen. Uh, Damn. But uh, so the funny thing was, so I took Jess wanted to go with me one day, and like it was one of those things was like she wanted to go, so I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna force you in anything you want to go i'll take you with me and so the thing was is like i had wraps that i gave her for my for her hands i wrapped her hands with some stuff that i had because i washed them or whatever but i didn't have an extra pair of gloves so she had to borrow a pair of gloves and it was like sweaty stinky gloves and she was just like horrified by it right <laughs> and so she talked and, like, and so i was trying to be nice i was trying to offer her my gloves and she was like no it wasn't having it and i didn't realize how fragrant my boxing gloves were until I went to open my bag today at the gym and I was like, oh, <laughs> holy shit. Like, <laughs> I, like, I need to do something about that. Uh, so yeah, so my, my boxing gloves need a little love uh, right now. But uh, there you go. There's, there's a fragrant as fuck sort of moment for you. Uh, there you go. Cool. Uh, Mr. Adam, are you good? Oh yeah, so mine's called the, uh, the Bulldog Rush. Uh, and what you do is you take two ounces of bourbon, three ounces of control, a half of a peach that's in pitted, Get, get the pit out of there. Uh, half a lemon, uh, one teaspoon of simple syrup, and six to eight mint leaves. Uh, in a shaker, you muddle the peach, the lemon, the mint leaves. Uh, and then you add in the bourbon control, uh, simple syrup. You shake the fuck out of it, and you strain it into a uh, Collins glass. Mm-hmm. And then you garnish with uh, mint leaves. Oh, cool. Um, and Mr. Todd, do you have a cocktail? Yeah, this one's most commonly known as Red Death, but I'm going to call it Rabbit's Blood because I'm going there. Okay. So this will also end up in a Collins glass. So in a cocktail shaker, you add one ounce of Southern Comfort, half an ounce of vanilla vodka, half an ounce of some slow gin, half an ounce of Cointreau, half an ounce of Amaretto, half an ounce of lemon juice, and four ounces of orange juice. And um, you proceed, and you fill that with ice cubes. You proceed to shake the shit out of that, so it's nice and fucking cold. Pour that into a Collins glass filled with ice as well, and you garnish it with an orange wedge. So, I mean, this should go along with an AMF or even a Long Island iced tea. Got a lot of booze in it. There is a lot of booze, and you are going to drink this rabbit's blood, and all the tears will come out of you as you experience all the feels. Uh, cool. And then my cocktail is a... Um slightly less complicated um, by slightly I mean <laughs> definitely less complicated there's three ingredients in the entire thing uh, one of which Fine, be that one I know mine is called the salty dog it's actually an old cocktail uh, basically you're gonna use salt to uh, rim a glass um, just like Adam taught you uh, and then <laughs> you're gonna do one and a half ounces of vodka in the glass and then you're gonna top it off with grapefruit juice and you're done so grapefruit juice, <laughs> grapefruit juice. Uh, Breadfruit juice and vodka with salt. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much. not bad. Yeah. So there you mm-hmm. go. There's a nice salty dog for you. Um, sure. Uh, hopefully there are not any more animal uh, themed cocktails coming up this month. I think there will be. You think? <laughs> I think Maybe. so. I already right? salt dog. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be a fun. Uh, anyway. Well, trying cool. to figure out a chicken drink, but I'm not sure how to get there. I'll have to think about that. All right. Although chicken I, fucker in some kind is every time if, if we did like uh, if we did like theme songs for it I think uh, there's an Aquabat song called We Got the Chicken which is all about the different fried chicken restaurants they've eaten while on tour uh, like all over the country which is pretty awesome 
if, if we did theme songs for episodes, I would do that, but we don't All do right. that. Uh, cool. Does anybody else have anything else they want to discuss? No. No, no I, I think they, you know, it was a pretty straightforward book. It just, it's it's yeah. really fucking good, but it's also, there's not much depth to it. Yeah, no, it's true. Again, I, but I do want to see that short film that you're talking about. I would love mm-hmm. to see someone take this on and, and do like a 20 minute animated film that shows the story. This, so. Right. And have everyone leaving pissed off. Yeah, for sure. Uh, cool. Well, then let's jump into grades. Jamie, school is never a waste of time. Since we have 15 minutes until recess, please put down your pencils and stare at the front of the room. It's report card time. It's report card time. It's report card time. I'm so fucking fucked. God, please, no! 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 Uh, For Mr. Grant Morrison, dare I ask, Mr. Adam, what is your grade? A plus. Oh, I'm smiling the front of my pants. Absolutely <laughs> loved every fucking thing about this book. It was because I mean, I, I, like, so, so my drinking game rule is like, you know, when there's no dialogue, you have to take a drink, which there is very little dialogue in this book, but it's paced and written so well you can see all the care and love and time that went into making sure this thing was the best it possibly could be. And to tell as rich and nuanced a story as you had with three issues, like we said, sixty pages. Yeah, not, not every book needs to be six issues, yeah. eight issues. Takes yeah. takes a lot of skill, and as much mm-hmm. as I guess, I still don't like Grant Morrison. <laughs> I will give credit where credit's due and say this book's fucking amazing. Uh, Mr. Todd, I'm I'm just so happy. <laughs> also <laughs> drunk. <laughs> I'm more sober now. I'm just still happy that Mr. Adam is appreciating the wonderment of Morrison. <laughs> so I'm putting it up on a pedestal <laughs> next to Voltron. And I'm just appreciating it. That's, the Megazord. Just That's the Megazord. That's Power Rangers. Voltron was first. It's it was the inspiration for everything. <laughs> so it's, um, no, dude, it's an A. So it's, three issues another author could have stretched this out to six or eight and it would have been a lot of filler i mean unlike the actual sum 41 album this is all killer with no filler <laughs> what are you great. talking about there's there's no filler on that entire album there is a song worth its salt on that album you're not wrong but i'm just trying to <laughs> a song so, but yeah, no, it's all killer, no filler. Morrison is great here, and it's him at some of his most abbreviated and some of his best work too. Uh, cool. And Mr. Maya, uh, I'm right there with Adam with an A plus. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it hit you in the feels when it needed to, and it was like I like that you compared it to Homeward Bound because that's what it made me think of as I was reading it. Yes. I was more going The Adventures of Milo and Otis, but that's... Oh, Milo and Otis. <laughs> As everyone cries over their favorite childhood animal film. Yes. Uh, like Benji. No, uh, fuck that. No, Beethoven's fuck that. third! <laughs> I will stab you. Everybody. Free Willy! Okay, so by the time this comes out, the playoffs will be over. Michael one of my favorite things I... Uh, yeah, no, one of the things I saw recently was a tweet from uh, Air Bud 
Uh, it was retweeted by uh, ESPN, but said, it was just a tweet from Air Button that said, Cleveland, call me, which is like my favorite thing. And I said, we're, <laughs> when, when we record this, we're, uh, we, game two was last night. So, uh, you know, however that all turns out right now, Cleveland Very is, much is, is Yeah. Cleveland is, is down two games to, to zero right now. So, it's like uh, we've seen this all before. It, it is. And, Are we uh, stuck in the matrix in a loop? Maybe. I, I tried to explain to Jess why I hated uh, LeBron James one day. That's a totally different issue. Uh, so my grade for Grant Morrison, I'm going to give him an A as well. Uh, yeah. It's, hey! hey! So yeah, so this is uh, this is going to go probably into our pantheon of, uh, of great comics. So, um, yeah. so for art, for uh, Frank Quietly, uh, I'm going to just jump in and give my grade as, say, an A as well. Uh, the emotion that he's able to convey in the animal spaces and to tell that story where it's mainly visual and there isn't a lot of dialogue is really impressive uh so that's why i'm giving it an a uh mr adam what is your grade uh, i'm an a as well i mean again the art's fantastic it, it it pops it bursts to life uh it it makes you feel like you're it draws you into this world it's it's fantastic it's some of the best i've seen i love it so well uh mr todd it's an A as well. I mean, I don't even think Mads Mikkelsen from the Hannibal era could portray more in a look than what's being put out in the audience. Right? <laughs> really? Exactly. Though, no, it does a great fucking job. It yeah. is absolutely fantastic. And it is um, in all serious snare, seriousness here. It is amazing. And it's just singing so well. And this is what the medium can be is what this is so go frank yeah yeah cool and uh, mr maya uh i'm gonna give it an a plus as well a double a plus uh frank whiteley is one of my favorite artists uh i'm eating uh, his beans and and i'm 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 gonna bring it up again in my recommendations but uh i'll I'll bring up another book of his but god damn he he knows how to draw some books Mm mm-hmm Cool. Um, and then we'll go for overall grades. I'm going to take wild guesses that uh, these yeah. are all going to be A's, but we're going to get the uh, confirmation from everyone here. Uh, Mr. Adam, what is your total grade? A+. plus. Okay. Yeah! Yes. <laughs> so my only regret with this book is that, you know, with Wicked and Divine, you know, there was a story that went with it. That's a, that was like the last one we gave an A-plus to was Wicked and Divine. Uh-huh. Uh, that there's more story going on, which I should be behind on. I actually own all the fucking things. I just haven't read them yet. I kind of want to see where the story goes, and I kind of wish like the, the the animals. I want to see what happens with them because, like, obviously, they you know they, they don't have their mechs anymore, but they're smart and they know what's going on, and, and they're obviously they've got more stuff happening just than what you know what their mm-hmm. their powers were. So, I want to know what happens next. I really do. I'd like to think that they take care of the homeless guy and he takes care of it. Yeah, I think so too. Give them a happy ending because they deserve that. Sure, but it's. It, this will be put up there with the books that I, along with Wicked and Divine, will now grade the rest of our books on. So Yeah. Oh, man. I'm going to tear up a little bit. I was just looking at the last picture of the dog barking. Oh. Yeah, just a happy little picture. Because like, I guess in my opinion of it is I think that they, to a certain extent, I think that they deliberately choose to lead a happy, simpler life and just are happy with the uh, the uh, homeless man. But yep. uh, before I start crying about that, I'll also give it an A. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful fucking book. Uh, Mr. Todd. Dude, I think we all feel like the fawns here are happy days, and we're just <laughs> going, yay! <laughs> and, yeah, it's great. I mean, you guys know my opinion. I've talked about it. There's not going to be any surprise here. So, it's fantastic. Everyone should read this. You really should. Read it. 
Cool. Do it. And uh, Mr. Maya. Uh, I don't know, guys. <laughs> yeah, is it double A, triple A? Uh, well, or does it I hit? gave the art an A plus and the uh-huh. writing an A plus, so I'm giving it an overall A plus. Uh, yeah, this is one of my, it's one of my favorite books, and the fact that Adam would give a Grant Morrison book an A plus, I know, makes me so happy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've no, got a little stuffy here. This too, this is a book that I've recommended to people a lot over the years, and it's it's. It's a perfect book. I, I don't think I can say otherwise. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Awesome. So then let's move on. Uh, so uh, do we have any recommendations? Yeah, I'll start. Yes. Uh, I mentioned it earlier in the podcast, um, but I'm going to say if you like this by Grant Morrison and Frank Quietly, go check out All-Star Superman. It's basically Superman doing the, the Trials of Hercules. Uh, oh, okay. I mean, it's not as in your face as that, but that's essentially what the story is. Okay. Oh yeah, it is. Todd's shaking his head. It's been a while since I've read it. Yeah, it is kind of in your. It's, but it's it's fantastic, and it's one of the absolute best Superman stories you will ever read. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Adam. So the, the game we're playing right now, which actually I was last episode, I was like, oh, let me play some more before I recommend it. I'm going to recommend it no matter what. Uh, it's called Detroit Become Human. Uh, this is by the developer Quantic Dream, who did uh, Indigo Prophecy and Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls. Uh, this is a great game for people who don't like video games. Because, first of all, it's fucking gorgeous as shit. Uh, it's all done with mocap on the PS4. Uh, it's, it's a PS4 exclusive. If you have a PS Pro, it's it looks like you're watching a movie. Uh, it looks like real life. Yeah, it takes place in 2038, where... Uh, androids are commonplace. Everyone owns one. They're your take care of your kids. They take care of your house. Some people make them into sex slaves. And you play as one of three androids. And at this point in time in the game where I am, one of them hit the singularity and now has sentience and now actually is fully alive. And the cool thing about Quantic Dream games is that there's no game over screen. No matter no matter what happens to the game, if you fuck up or if a character dies, the game goes on. They're just not there anymore. So everything you do changes how the game plays, and so far it's absolutely stunning, it's amazing, and it's gorgeous as hell. Heavy Rain is up there in my top five games of all time. Uh, Beyond Two Souls had some problems, so that is what it is, but so far this is showing up to be like the best game they've made, and it's really cool because when you go through a chapter, at the end of it, it actually shows like the path you could have taken all the decisions you made to get to where you are, and you can see the decisions you missed or like the clues you missed and also the different outcomes it won't say, tell you what they are but like you know so the first the first uh, episode is an android went rogue kidnapped the kid it was watching and so you have to go as the android in charge of the and the police to go talk him down to make sure he doesn't kill the kid i just did what i thought i was supposed to do i got like, apparently like, one of the best endings with that part but there was like four more and like i don't even know what other four options there could have been but mm-hmm. there's this whole branching tree of choices and skills. I just missed out like, on half of them. And I was really thorough in checking to see what I could do. So uh, Detroit Become Human, Quantic Dream, it's fucking amazing. If you buy the digital version, uh, you'll get Heavy Rain for free on the PS4. And, and again, that's one of my top five that, games of all time. That game will fuck with your head. It emotions. will fuck with your head, though, yeah. Um, even though I get, I get the good ending. I mean, still, it, it's like Saw meets Silence of the Lambs meets... One with the cuckoo's nest. It's fucking amazing. So go out, pick it up. It's fantastic. And uh, yeah, that's it. Was it Heavy Rain or was it Chubby Rain? No, Chubby Rain's what uh, 
Todd has right now. So a little no, bit. It's a Bowfinger reference for anybody who's seen that movie. I haven't seen Bowfinger in so long. Yeah, yes, that, I, that, that, the, the aliens are hitting the reels. It's called Chubby Rain. That's right. Uh, okay, well, Mr. Chubby, uh, Todd. <laughs> hey. <laughs> well, do you have any recommendations? I do. So if you thought this Grant Morrison was so incredibly accessible and amazing, I'm going to recommend something that's not. <laughs> <laughs> And it's called The Filth. I think he was high as fuck on shrooms the entire time and just went with it. And it is odd and strange, and I've had to read it like three times, and it's kind of like Fooly Cooly, where they say eyebrows for the fourth time, and the guy's eyebrow kind of falls off his face and floats to the ground, and you're like, what the fuck is going on here? I might understand it. That is reading The Filth. Okay. Uh, have I recommended on the show um, Too Funny to Fail? It sounds familiar, but I don't remember it for sure. Okay, so a, even if you did, recommend it again. Do it, do it. We've only done 115 of these. I know. Uh, so the number. It's actually higher than mine, which is weird. Uh, uh, so Too Funny to Fail is um, a documentary about the Dana Carvey show. After he left Saturday Night Live, he had his own sitcom, or not sitcom, like sketch comedy show in uh, during uh, television, and it had um, some young unknown actors and writers, uh, namely uh, Louis C.K. and Stephen Colbert and uh, Steve Carell, um, and it's this documentary that Netflix or that uh, Hulu made about this TV show. And the documentary is pretty awesome itself. The other thing that Hulu did very smartly is they also put all eight original episodes of, and that's all that they ever made. Not all that aired. They didn't air all of them, but all that were ever made. Uh, they, they put all eight episodes um, on Hulu as well. So I've been watching this as well. So if I've already recommended Too Funny to Fail, I also will recommend the Dana Carvey show, which is also nice. very, very funny. So uh, two fun things to watch on Hulu if you have them. Uh, highly recommend them. It was, it was a fun uh fun time watching both of those things uh there's a clip from um there's a clip from the, the movie that i've shown to a few people that sell them on it basically and i'll kind of explain it they're they're talking about how they were trying to do like sort of like a monty python sort of slightly edgy comedy show and their time slot was right after a family show which was home improvement and so they show them like the guys involved in they show them this ad of um what how the show is being sold and so it was basically like this really dramatic episode of a home improvement like a very special episode of it and then they followed it up with you know and followed by that it's the dana carvey show and stephen colbert like can't stop laughing for like a good solid minute like he's just like horrified as to what they had done to the american people uh <laughs> but it's it's a fun show like i really like both both parts of it, the documentary and the tv show i think are really great um it's something a little bit different and interesting to check out so uh so uh, yeah that would be my recommendation for the week uh i think that will do it for this week uh next week we are doing usagi am i saying that right usagi 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 yojimbo usagi yojimbo uh it's about a rabbit uh samurai as far as i'm aware it's uh, volume one the ronin uh, so yeah, so that will be uh, next week, um, and uh, yeah, we'll continue on our Animal Month. And there's five uh, weeks of the of, of July this year, so we're going to be doing lots of animal books, which will be fun. So, and then next month it's Andy Wilson month, kids. Be prepared. Dun, dun, dun. We're gonna. Has, has he given you his list yet? No, I need to text him. I've forgotten about I'll that. I'll him up. So, well, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that will be then. Uh, until then, has anybody got anything? Final thoughts? Anything else? Nope, I'm good. I'm gonna eat dinner. So, cool. Uh, 
they're all going to go take Adam's pork in their mouth. Um, I'm going to probably go back to that to work early in the morning. But uh, thanks for listening, uh, and uh, we will talk to you later. Bye. 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 Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. This band of knuckleheads will be back next week with a new episode. Until then, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr as Funny Books and Firewater. And on Twitter as at FirewaterCast. Go to FunnyBooksAndFirewater.com for the most up-to-date information. As well as cocktail recipes from this and past episodes. Thank you for joining us. And until next week, support your local comic shop. Tip your bartender well. And stay hydrated.